0: Hi guys and welcome to the 31st episode of Dreamers and Doers and today I am with Lucy Bribble.
1: Yeah!
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure that looked as cool as what I thought it was going to look. Yeah, it looks really cool. <laughs>
1: uh, thanks for having me Alex.
0: No worries. So I met Lucy, uh, we actually went to a, an orphanage together, yeah. which is a really beautiful experience with well, a very, very happy kids there mm-hmm. and I met you there. And yeah, I was pretty amazed at how intuitive you are. Like you can kind of read quite a bit, you know, people and and manifest things. It's just like you're in a flowy state that as a quite um, a learner and doer, I sometimes admire, which is uh, which is really cool. And and also like I've uh, looked a bit. So you used to have a a marketing company and you've Mm -hmm. been quite into the doer Achiever part and yep. now you're more established into being,
1: right? Yeah, Vali's well, kind of taught me a lot of that.
0: Mm. So can you tell us just a little bit about your story in the first place?
1: Yeah, so um, my story, so I guess where do I start? I, I guess I'll start from kind of the foundational pillar of me um, and my story. That's not really my story anymore because I've released that a lot, but pretty much I was a crazy energetic child. Um, mm-hmm. they tried to put me on Ritalin and my mum, thank God, was kind of like she's a child, let her be and I okay. went to all these different schools. I went to alternative schools like the Rudolf Steiners and um, you know, public school, private mm-hmm. school, all these schools and I got kicked out of the okay. majority of them. Okay. So I was always kind of this like naughty kid, like mm-hmm. trying to fit fit into this I was this, you know, circle trying to fit into like this kind of square hole mm-hmm. um, and I did a pretty good job at it because I kind of knew how to manipulate the system a little bit and whenever i get suspended or nearly expelled I'd come back mm-hmm. in and I'd be like I'm so sorry I'm so sorry that I did that and my self-awareness has always kind of been off being quite good so I always kind of manipulated that and then when I left school I decided that I didn't want to work for anyone so I went and uh, did a business degree Okay. and then straight of my business degree I got a job working for a business coach ended up working with him uh, for about four years uh, mm-hmm. we took his business it was initially just him and i and he was earning like next to no money and we took his business we like 20 times his business in in x amount of years um and and then grew a team under under me uh okay. he gave me a lot of creative control and then
0: and so what were you doing to grow to grow his so business I was
1: just pretty much everything all marketing things but he also yeah was building another business. So he gave me a lot of control um, mm. and allowed me to kind of learn throughout the process. And he was in the middle of selling other businesses and this, that and mm-hmm. the other. And then pulled me into the meetings because he saw how heavily mm. I'd learn um, and, and how much I was just so hungry to learn and, and, and to do, 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 do. Like, you yeah. know, I was doing 70 hour weeks um, for him on, on like salary um, with, this, with this promise of big money at the end. Um, but to be honest, it's not why I was running. I I realized that I was kind of running towards those goals because I wanted to prove something to myself and then when I kind of did, I wanted to prove something to everybody that I kind of loved around me Um, Yeah, and then I went and took a four-month break Um, went and traveled like all South America, kind of opened up my Mm -hmm. mind a little bit more, walked back into the office Do you feel like
0: people should take these kinds of big breaks? 100% it's
1: so important because what we don't realise is, we pretty much win gene pool lotto. If we're from the first world, if we're from, you know, what is France a second world? <laughs> I don't they, know. I think that they say that it is, but no way, okay. I definitely think that it's a, it's a first world. I think so too. But New Zealand is, I'm from New Zealand, definitely a first world, you know, America, like all these all these places, like majority of us are from, we're very very lucky, we hit the gene pool lotto just being born. Mm. We. We, I'm not sure if you know much about the um, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, but straight away we're already at about the middle point. You know, we don't have to yeah. worry about water, you know, we don't have to worry about food. We don't have to worry about where to sleep. We already have all that stuff. Yeah. Um, and traveling allows you to go do that. You know, I went to South America, I went to Cuba. Like Cuba is completely eye-opening. Okay. Like they just bought Coca-Cola in mm. a year before. Yeah. Like
0: Yeah, I think traveling is so important for people to, to just have a bigger perspective on everything 100% and then when did you start your company gsc enterprise yeah
1: so pretty much came back from south america um from that trip four months and walked in the office super excited and i was made redundant because while i was away i'd actually made him a heap of money and um he said that I'd systemized the process and the business so well that he could actually bring someone in on like one eighth of what he was paying me because I built the business okay. from scratch and I had all of these um, all of these kind of KPIs that I was hitting, and he was actually having to pay me quite a lot of money. Mm. Um, and obviously, I was frustrated and pissed mm-hmm, off and cool. resentful, and I moved into a, a state of like victim, like poor me, like what an yeah. asshole. Um, yeah
0: okay and uh and so then you started your own business.
1: yeah, then I started my own business i uh, I kind of got over that like pissed off, frustrated, rung all my friends. they all said it was a blessing in disguise because I'd probably outgrown that company mm. um, and yeah i then within a couple of weeks, funnily enough, I was full with clients that had been trying to work with me for a long time, and I kept okay. saying no to
0: okay,
1: um because I was working with someone else, and I've always been really loyal and mm. integral so and then I kind of became like a glorified marketing manager for a handful of coaches. Okay,
0: and yep. I, and I had a look at your website, and mm-hmm. at the time it's really get shit done. Uh, you can do it, like very motivational. Yeah. Which I feel is usually part, like the first part of personal growth, which mm-hmm. is uh, you can do it, like fight your way through the hustle. Yeah. And so that was was that um what where you were at at the time?
1: Yeah, hundred percent. So a lot of the learnings that. My like, I was so lucky to be put in that position Lord. with my boss um, because he he was very masculine and in that do 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 mm-hmm. do do space, right? And he um, he had gone to America and gone to all the all the you know the Tony Robbins and all yeah. the workshops and this that and the other. So he was feeding me that information. That and mm-hmm. at, at university I didn't learn anything. I kind of just learned how to it was a big Theosaurus lesson. It taught me jargon, marketing and business jargon and it also taught me how to structure my days. And um but then when I actually started working mm-hmm. um that's when I really started learning. So and a lot of his education was do 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 do. Yeah. Um so I consumed the do 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 do. Mm. Uh and
0: But do you think that was a good thing though?
1: hundred yeah. percent. Like a hundred percent. Like it served me. Up until the point where I realized that I was able to take a step back, look back, kind of breathe and go, okay, so for eight years I've been doing that. I've been progressing, but I'm making small progressions based mm-hmm. on where I, what I know I'm capable of. I have this contact, I have contacts all around me Yeah. Um, that I'm not actually like tapping into in a way that I should. Like I kind of felt like I was hiding, like I've had my business for two and a half years and I've never marketed it. Okay. Uh, it's because I've always been so busy and I, mm. I, I feel like I've been the one I've been the one doing everything because mm. I am capable of doing everything but I don't need to do everything.
0: Okay. And so what's the what's the risk kind of of doing too much being too much uh, doing? what like, what gave you the motivation to be like oh, I want to be more in being and maybe what, what does it mean first? Yep. Be more established in being maybe? Yep. Okay. And and why did you go, do you go more this road now?
1: Okay, cool. So that's an awesome question because I was... Well, so that's an like
0: important for me because I know I'm a lot into doing.
1: You're a man. <laughs> <laughs> it's a masculine thing. And I was in a very masculine space and I'm not sure if you can pick up on it, but I'm not really in a masculine space anymore. Mm. Even like just flowing, like it's, it's, I don't know, it's, it's changed a lot. And I guess Bali has been a big pillar of that. They say that people come to Bali and what it does is it exposes your shit very quickly. Mm-hmm and people either run or the ones that are brave enough to face it mm. will sit here and fast track the process um and i'm sure that that's been something that you're also you know aware of and, yeah. and also we look around at our community because yeah. you know we attract those that are like us
0: well f- for me it's it's like something i'm thinking about because i think doing is like you Know that's uh, how you find how you derive purpose to and how you see yourself as part of that mm-hmm. of uh, your, your role in the overall consciousness. So mm-hmm. it's like, do you see it as a balance or 100%?
1: It's yeah. got to be a balance. So my big thing was because I was so go, 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 go. Like yeah. my business is called Get Shit Done. The reason why I called it like GSD Enterprises stamps yeah. for Get Shit Done. Like the reason why I, I called it that is because the moment I um, started my own business, Yeah, I reflected on everything anybody had ever said to me in the business mm. world and a lot of people would use me as a prime example of just be like Lucy, she gets shit done, she gets mm. shit done. Um, so I was like what a great business name. So I called it that and it's actually served me mm. uh, a lot because people want to work with a company that has been around for yeah. a few years and it's called get shit done right. Um, But being here in Bali and reflecting on what I was doing because I was like a glorified Mm -hmm. marketing manager, I had a team around me that I'm able to kind of give little tasks here or there and the other, but I was struggling to let go of control.
0: Okay. And I realized you've
1: got a little piece of...
0: (laughs) And so just going from more doing to more being, was it more a well-being thing or also mostly a performance thing? So
1: I've got a... Because
0: as you talk about it's it, both. it's almost for the business to work better too. It's both, yeah.
1: honey. So like <laughs> like i found that it's both. Like I, I've i actually got a story. So I went to, I found myself burnt out, mm-hmm. terrible skin, completely burnt out, working like 18, 18 hour days. I was making great money. Like at the time I was like, you know, like 26, 27, like making great money. Mm -hmm. I could have stayed in that space, continued to grow in that space, maybe got a couple more team members and pushed some stuff off and been able to go buy the nice car and this, that and the other. But that's not what I wanted. I started Mm. getting, I started waking up every morning pissed off that I couldn't help more people. I was getting people inquire about my services that sat in their heart and were my ideal clients and I couldn't help them because I was too busy. Mm. And I knew that, and I was sitting there systemizing and building funnels and building these systems and automated machines for people, but I hadn't done it for myself. Mm. Um, And then I came to Bali and I realized that I needed to stop trying to strap a rocket onto my bicycle. My bicycle was the platform, right? Because it was too small. Because if you try and strap a rocket onto a bicycle, it'll mm. flip. Uh, and then I realized that I had to rebuild. And then I actually started rebuilding something else, which was a car, and it was pretty much ready to launch, and I didn't feel like it was right to launch. Um, and because for so long I've been growing and building this business, and I felt like I'd just built something that was also going to make me busier again. Mm-hmm. And I decided that it was time to listen to all the signs around me, and I was, you know, little things were happening, like a couple of my friends had motorcycle accidents. Okay. I kept stubbing my toe, I dropped my scooter, all these little things, all these little signs I was getting from kind of the universe to slow down.
0: Okay. Is that um, when you started your routine?
1: No, so I started my routine about 18 months ago. Okay. Yeah. So um and actually my routine now is very, very small. Okay. It was about three and a half to five hours at one point, and okay. now it's about 45 minutes because i'm flowing
0: yeah okay right it's like people who meditate for like 10 years and then they feel they don't need it because they're just in that state yeah they can be present enough
1: that they don't even need it so yeah so i guess going from that i built something and then i started getting all these signs from the universe to slow down and i'd been doing all the reading and doing all the learning and i'd trans transferred that personal development into the spiritual development which is maybe you know the last five months of my life Mm -hmm. you know in february this year i thought spirituality was do we worry about that no Mm.
0: No. that's fine and
1: um you know in february this year i thought spiritual spirituality was seeing ghosts Mm
0: -hmm.
1: um and yeah and now i realize that it's not that at all it's really just listening to your heart following your soul and Surrendering to things that don't feel right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I talk to people now about that I'm surrendering and I'm not going to launch this thing and not going to do this, but I'm only going to do things that are a straight line. Things that serve my clients at an exceeding mm. high, high level, that I'm only working with clients that I actually feel okay. in my heart that they're in alignment with me,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I'm only doing things that excite me and mm-hmm. in turn i'm not pushing i'm working less and the things that are coming in because i've surrendered and gotten rid of a lot of clients that didn't feel right yeah um is actually bigger than i ever could have imagined mm. because our brains can our, our subconscious mind right like 95 percent of human beings uh, well 95 percent of our brains and our thoughts are subconscious So it's things that we've done before in the past, Mm -hmm. it's things that we've, you know, routines and stories and habits that were built up in our minds of things that we've done. And and because of that, we're we're fearful of the other 5% that we can't actually tap into, which is the conscious mind. And Mm -hmm. the conscious mind is only really there when you're in presence. So that's Mm -hmm. why meditating is so helpful because you're able to tap into that five that five percent of your conscious mind and the conscious mind is um, is when you've got um, you know you're able to convey all, all these new ideas and you're able to dream and based on those dreams if we actually are able to take action on those dreams mm. we completely change our subconscious because life is like I believe that life is all about expanding your comfort zone. So we all start in a small circle Mm -hmm. as a child and we don't know how to walk, right? Uh, And you know, our parents, there's no way our parents aren't gonna tell us, you know, we fall down, they're not gonna tell us it's all right, you don't have to walk. They're like, no, everybody else walks, you you have to walk, right? So as a child, we get up and we stumble and we get up and we stumble until we can walk. Mm. And what that does is it then expands our comfort zone. And when we become adults, we get into the space of programming based on everyone else around us and how much they're expanding their comfort zone Mm -hmm. that we'll stay within our own. You know, and that's why they say you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Um, Because if the people around you are like going out and changing the world, you know, then of course you're going to be able to change the world because it's within your comfort zone because you see everyone else around you doing it and yeah. they've already got the steps to do it. So logically, like it's easy.
0: For me, studying these online courses, for example, was one of my best friends from high school. Mm-hmm. He would uh, he did these courses on artificial intelligence and mm-hmm. that really Epic. you know had a big impact. Yeah, like, selling to hundreds of thousands of people yeah. around the world, and they was like oh, okay, so it's not like. You know, these people somewhere that are so different is just
1: hundred percent,
0: hundred percent. So like tapping into it.
1: those networks is amazing, yeah. and that's what like reading and you know reading and watching YouTube videos and then mm. hearing stories of people. What that does with yeah. human beings is it allows allows us to connect with them and go, yeah. shit, he was where I was, yeah. and now he's there. Like shit, I can do that, yeah. and that's what my marketing company is all about. Okay, it's all about you know shining light and showing someone's truth. Mm-hmm. Because not one person is gonna fit with every single person in the world. But what you're gonna do is you're gonna find your tribe and find the people that connect with that message. Because if you can really connect, like your audience, right, connect mm-hmm. with you. Like if you really connect with him, which I'm sure you do, because he's about <laughs> it. Uh, <laughs> you know, if, if you really connect with with you, and, and you you're telling people your stories of where you were two years ago, you mm-hmm. know, and this slightly, you know, linear-ish line of your progression or you know the skyrocketing progression yeah. of where you were or and where you are now people connect with that and they go shit he was there I can do that as well, well
0: that's exactly the purpose of this podcast actually yeah. which is uh, there are already a lot of amazing podcasts interviewing like you know Arnold Schwarzenegger and all these I know people who have done like but he's TED not reliable, right yeah exactly and, and and the point of this podcast to me is to interview people when obviously success is very subjective, but like mm. when they're not like those famous uh, yeah. super successful people yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and so people can see mm-hmm. the path and where people, you know, and they can look at, uh, for example, five years from now, maybe mm. you've done this, this and this, and yeah. then you're like, okay, that's where, where she 100%. was at at that time. Yeah. I think that's something you can really relate to. Yeah. Yeah.
1: hundred percent. hundred percent. Can you, you know, talk about your morning routine? My morning Explain routine?
0: Explain it. Yeah. Sure it's so like three to five hours seems like a, a lot.
1: Yeah, so uh, what I what I did was about 18 months ago I went to this course. I was in a really kind of, I started my business and I actually wasn't conscious when mm-hmm. I started my business. I was like running on the wheel like frustrated, burnt out, all these things and I kind of stopped one day and I was like something has to change mm-hmm. and I went to this tiny little island in the Cook Islands like this tiny little island is like few thousand people and there, like there's no internet there was internet but it was real hard to get on because there's only one server and um i kind of just was i just mm. i was quiet because i had nothing else to do and i kind of sat there and reflected on my life and kind of took inventory of my life did like an eighty twenty analysis of my life like What's the 20% that's bringing me 80% of my unhappiness? Mm. What's the 20% that's bringing me 80% of my happiness? What's the 20% that's bringing me in 80% of my income? What's mm. the 20% that's bringing in 80% of my clients' results? Because this is yeah. Vilfredo Purito's 80-20 rule. Um, look it up. It's amazing. It literally mm. works with everything in life. Yeah. Um, and I did that for my life and I realized that a couple of things, like the things that were bringing. Um, that were bringing in the most of my clients, the things that were bringing in the most happiness for myself and, and then based off that I um, I went, I, I, I started to restructure my routines. So and what I did was I made an I started by making an agreement to myself first. Okay. Um, so because human beings it takes a lot for us to change. So to have change, it's so hard to go completely cold turkey or, you know, if you're, not sm- if you're a smoker, to go fully cold turkey. Or if you've never gotten up early before just to start getting up at 5 in the morning. Like, no, that's so hard to do. So I broke it down and I decided to make an agreement every single month I was going to do one new thing. Okay. So I started with reading 10 minutes non-fiction mm. every single day. Okay. Every single day. And like I even did this when I was drunk. Like uh-huh. I'd come home and like, I didn't even remember what I was reading. Mm. <laughs> like I was drunk and I'd be like reading.
0: It's like uh, <laughs> I did some
1: like really inappropriate things while I was reading a couple of times. Like, <laughs> it's
0: like Tim, Tim Ferris he says if you want to start, for example, even just like flossing your teeth. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Start every day, just floss one yeah this one yeah it's <laughs> like this i
1: do it every day 100% <laughs> and then what i did is i i went super saiyan so you, you chunked it. it i went super saiyan okay and i i decided that every single month every single month i was going to make a new agreement and i was going to okay. stack it right okay. because i'm a get shit done and yeah. i wasn't really <laughs> going with the flow There was more than 24 hours <laughs> <laughs> actually uh and then and then um yeah so every month i create i okay. had a new one and i had a new one and How i kicked the, the other ones what, how did it look? Yeah, um, yeah, well, the, you can go on my Instagram on. and you can see. There's a photo, and I'm sitting there like overlooking a beach, my legs crossed, my tits look really big in it. So you're welcome. Um, and I, there's like a <laughs> list of like eighteen things. So literally, it was this. It was this regimen. It was like I get up every morning at seven. At it was like six six fifty. Uh, 550 551 okay. every single morning. Get up, brush my teeth. Um, I'd make my bed, I'd do my gratitude, I'd um, journal for 10-15 to minutes, I'd meditate for 20 minutes, I'd then um, get up and go to yoga for like an hour, and then I'd um, come home, have a cold shower, listen to personal development while in the shower, have a coffee, um and then have a smoothie bowl and then i'd start work and that would literally take me about three hours two and a half three hours but also i wouldn't have my my phone would be on airplane mode the whole time Mm
0: -hmm. that's important
1: oh so important and what that did was that gave the morning to me for the first time in my life and because i had those three hours i stopped becoming reactive in every Mm -hmm. situation i was proactive in every situation and because i given myself that time I had these deep flow states in my Mm. work so I started working I think I was doing maybe five or six hours at that point and I would have done a week's worth of work a day Mm. and I was so productive um, Mm. getting so much done and then now I reflect back on that I see that I was getting so much done but I wasn't getting any that much done for myself Mm. like I actually didn't grow my business much at all I was just getting a lot done because mm. I had given myself more hours and I tend to be tended to be clogging those hours mm. with more people's
0: well, stuff. Th- that's sometimes the difference between this like efficiency and efficacy. This, like Tim Ferriss made this distinction pretty well which is like you know if you climb a ladder very fast but your ladder's leaning against the wrong wall mm-hmm. well it's not as good as if you put your ladder on the right wall in the first 100%, 100%. place. A hundred
1: percent, hundred percent. And I think
0: I like meditation for this. It mm-hmm. gives me more clarity. Yeah. Also, not having, not being disturbed and the things. Not only there's one part, you know, you focus, you're more productive, okay. But also, what do you work on? Mm. And I find these kind of routines help with this too.
1: Hundred percent, hundred percent. The what you're working on is like the most important thing, and because I was in that space of like go 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 and I was like manifesting because of that because of my routines and because I'd stopped drinking like I stopped drinking because drinking didn't really serve me and I was like getting I was kind of getting a kick out of all of it and all my clients having such great results and I was so happy Mm. and all these things like were amazing and because I was doing my practices so strictly I started manifesting incredible things because my sub, I was I completely retrained my
0: subconscious to exactly what I but wanted. I actually didn't hear about uh, a part on like manifestation in mm-hmm. your routine.
1: Yeah. So my manifestation was like, I had, I had a. Um,
0: and just to people like manifestations, kind of, um, f- how would you, you explain If you think something,
1: it? it shows up. Yeah. Like literally, you think something and it shows up.
0: Like if you've read the law of attraction, yeah. If you read like
1: the the law of attraction, the secret, think and grow rich. So what Mm. I did was I actually read think and grow rich and I listened to it Mm. every morning. And I had a page. It started with two pages, and then it Mm. ended up being like eight pages of exactly what I wanted to manifest. Mm. And these were things like money, like financial goals. These were where I wanted. Who I wanted to work with, where I wanted to live, the relationship that I wanted to be in, like all of these things, Basically, right? Because
0: you really picture and you feel well, who you want to be and you become house. to be this. yeah.
1: This is my house. This
0: is my house. <laughs> this is my house. Ah!
1: And before it's that, so I was living simple. in New Zealand.
0: Mm. I was living in New Zealand, like. Oh, New Zealand's beautiful oh New
1: Zealand's amazing, but it's not Bali like okay. it's not freedom, okay. like I wanted freedom, and now mm. i'm I have freedom like I'm actually leaving here mm. today and I'm going to sydney and and then after that, I don't know where I'm going because I'm free like I yeah. work from a laptop, I follow the flow I've realized that like I don't have to have the safety barrier or money anymore because the universe always provides me what I need mm.
0: and did you train to become more intuitive because you're saying now you go with the flow? How do you think like you are ha- Was it the routine that gave you this shift and then you felt you had less need for it or was it something else?
1: The routine was actually the biggest game changer in my life because you know reading those intentions every morning and I didn't just read them like like a book it was like I would read them and then I would be them I would already Mm. see myself having it Mm. and in doing that it's already on its way to Mm. you um and I know that sounds kinda of floaty and I didn't really believe it either to be to be honest guys. And then it started happening and I was like, Whoa. And then I've got heaps of people around me that are like I've never met anybody that manifests this fast. And I'm like, Whoa, like you're probably right, but I don't even think about that because it it's already done.
0: And just to go back on the law of attraction, so there's a part that can seem a bit far fetched for a very rational mind like me, is that whatever you really put in your mind and and you know, picturing and feeling who you want to be the law of attraction tells you that the universe is going to give you that. Yeah, but you have to take action. Yeah, and if you take action, but what, and that can be debatable, but what is not really debatable is that when you put yourself in the shoes of that person, mm-hmm. at least your actions are going to be more in line. So for example, if I tell myself, I imagine myself, I'm a podcast host, um, and, and like, it's who I am, I'm going to, ask people to be on my show, I'm gonna be more comfortable. Well, if I think in my subconscious that I'm an imposture, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not gonna happen well. And there's nothing magical in it, it's just how I'm gonna act. And then the second part of it, which is the one where I'm not completely sold, but I don't really know, is, is the one that where actually the universe plays on top of you and your subconscious actually going towards it too. Yeah. but in your vision there's definitely also the the other part which is it's not like if i picture myself being this okay i'll take action i'll be this more but also the universe is going to serve me yeah. on, on top of it
1: yeah and i believe that like it all comes down to like with your manifesting if you the master manifestors, are the ones that there's no bullshit. it's truth they're the ones that have are facing their stuff they're mm. stripping themselves of you know those victim mentalities and when you don't get what you want it's not like it's not like oh poor me like this didn't happen to me because mm. I learned something the other day like the universe like the the this universe right is the cosmos like that's what it's called kind of in spiritual terms like the cosmos and what the cosmos means is it actually means order um, so that means that everything is actually in order mm. so if something bad happens to you it's actually because something better is coming. But a lot of us fixate ourselves on that negative thing. And go, oh, that happened to me, poor mm. me, poor me, poor me, poor me, poor me. And it's like, well, maybe that happened to you because something better is coming. And if we just take that lesson of every situation, because I don't believe there's any failures in life. If we take that lesson mm. and then think about what we really want and put that intention out to the, to the universe because we... We're, we're all like we have these dreams of what we want and a lot of us don't even tell anybody what our desires are like mm. we need to call that in like we need to sit there every morning and read what we actually want because
0: how else how you know how do you how do you reconcile it with going with the flow because sometimes i'm like okay law of attraction i want to be this i want to be that i want to you know help that many people or, or i want to manifest a beautiful house mm-hmm. versus i trust the universe to just give me you know to to bring me what's going to be right for me. Like I feel sometimes in the manifestation part there's a bit of not trusting the universe because you're a bit like that's who I want to be or I need to be in like five years versus you know sometimes I'm just like I'm fine with everything and I let the flow carry me.
1: Well I think the thing is at at the very root of all of it Mm -hmm. there's so many people that will be like I want this and I want that but if you don't, if your why isn't strong enough and you really don't have that desire mm. in yourself and you don't believe it, then mm. it's not gonna happen. Mm. So for example, if I'm like, oh, I wanna win $34 million, right? And I actually don't really care about money because at the moment, like I live a pretty amazing life and I don't actually need anywhere near that much money. Like, I, you know, I'd like to fly yeah. private or whatever, right? But my desire to fly private isn't actually that yeah. strong. Yeah. So, It really Mm. comes back to the root of sitting in your heart and asking yourself, what do you really want? And you know, like the reason why I want to be able to be location free is because I want to be able to travel to see the people I love and see my Mm. friends. And I want to be able to travel for work and travel for my purpose Mm. um, and have freedom to do that. That's, and and that doesn't come down to a question of money. It's like, yes, I want financial freedom, Mm. But it's like, well, why do you want financial freedom? It's like, well, like, I want do you, financial you, freedom you, for that.
0: Yeah, but it's, it's more about the, um, like, do you picture yourself where you want to be in five years, for example? No. Yeah, okay.
1: Because... Cause some
0: people use the law of attraction for well, this thing.
1: Well, I used to do that. I used to do the where do I want to be in five years, but I believe human beings overestimate what they can do in a year and well underestimate what they can do in 5 mm and what what that does is it then puts constraints on exactly you know what we want and if for example you've got this goal at the moment you know you're in a job making forty thousand dollars a year if you want to make hundred and fifty thousand dollars and be like cool in five years i want to make hundred and fifty thousand dollars that's going to be your linear your line right be like cool what do i have to do to make hundred and fifty thousand dollars but if you're like no i want to i want to make million then all of a sudden your line's up here and what you're going to do is your trajectories and your action is going to be more aligned with this Mm. rather than this. And you'd be shocked that probably within a year if you've got that confidence and you actually think in five years you can make that $10 million, you're probably making 200 grand in a year if that's Mm -hmm. your confidence level, right? Because that's your linear line. Mm. Um, Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Mm. It does.
0: Mm. I think people, uh, I think we're... We're quite educated to think it's a bit arrogant to want the best for ourselves. I don't know where it comes from. Maybe from my, you know, Judeo-Christian uh, background and the things. But but uh, yeah, I think I think there's no reason not to aim higher.
1: I believe that every desire that is planted in us as a human being, that actually is a desire that's in our heart. Mm. That is a desire that, if you continue to ask yourself why, 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 it comes back to because I want to help the people I love, because I want to help the people around me, because, you know, s- something to do, that's usually very selfless. Mm. Um, if you sit in your heart, not like I want to be on a pl- plane so that people look at me and think I'm amazing. Like, no. Um, if, it, if these desires actually come back, you know, to your heart, then I believe it's so out of it. I don't, um, mm. I just completely lost my train of thought.
0: Okay. But what was the question? No, it was like um, more on yeah. If it's not kind of if it's not true for you, if it yep. doesn't come from your heart, mm-hmm. um, like you were talking about desires, yeah, that needs to come from your heart.
1: We was like, yeah, hundred percent. So mm-hmm. all your desires, they they need to come. They need to come from your heart.
0: Yeah, and yeah.
1: and if they don't, you're probably not going to manifest them. Mm-hmm.
0: But I think what we're saying is that deep down.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The, your most profound desires, the ones from your heart, they are selfless, right? Yeah. And so there's nothing to be ashamed in wanting these say. desires. That's what I was going to say.
1: That's what I was going to say. So I believe that every desire that's in you, that is like deep down in your heart, mm-hmm. like if you sit with a meditation and then ask yourself, what do I really want? And you write it down mm-hmm. and it might be a family, it might be a nice house, it might be to travel, you know, to have complete freedom. I believe that every single desire that is true in your heart was planted there by the same thing that blooms these flowers you know nature grows every single day and it just follows the laws like there's no way if if a tree is planted in the grass and it's given the right sun and the right water the right amount of sun and the right amount of water like we can't tell it to stop growing like it's gonna grow and i believe that a human as a human being those desires were planted in us for the exact same reason mm. and we question them from a place of ego because ego completely consumes our lives and it's it's messed up and i i believe that it's important to have an element of ego because it's a security mm. thing like it's a safety thing in our heads because mm-hmm. if we didn't have any ego we wouldn't really have anywhere to go and we'd kind of just be like oh yeah everything's cool um mm-hmm. but no we still have to take action but yeah Yeah, I believe that every desire is planted there in us for a reason. Do you think you can't take
0: action without the ego?
1: I definitely think, you know, 100%, we definitely can take action without the ego, because I believe that, for example, you and I, the reason we're taking action, I don't think that comes from a place of ego at all. I believe that comes from a place of our heart.
0: Well, I know, for for me, for example, I know sometimes it comes from ego, and I can recognize it, and I try to sublimate this into positive things, but. But I, I d- know it comes from there, from but you. I think because I'm not like I'm not Jesus or the Buddha, you know, trying to, but it takes a bit <laughs> of time. <laughs> and, uh, and so I can recognize sometimes when it comes from the e- ego, and yeah. sometimes when it comes from uh, more, let's say, evolutionary mm-hmm. sources. Yeah. But um, I'm not sure I need the ego part. I'm yeah. sublimating it, but yeah. and, and it's helpful, but I'm not sure I need it. That's well, I've ask.
1: fought the ego for a long time, and I've even been having these conversations with people and being like, well, that's ego, and I'll, if there's anyone that seems like they're in place of ego, and I'll ask them questions, right, if I'm going to pull them into my business, and they'll be like egotistical questions, and or, like they'll give me egotistical answers that are like more about elevating them and elevating themselves mm. rather than you know co-creating um whereas co-creation would have a much bigger impact than you know a singular Mm. activity um and I'll like fight it and I've fought it for a long time but I I've got so many beautiful people in my space that continue to remind me that ego is actually not a bad thing like ego keeps us safe Mm. um and it's the detachment and the acknowledgement of our ego that allows us to make the biggest impact Mm. um you know, if it comes back mm. to ego for me, like why am I doing what I'm doing? And um,
0: yeah, what's the impact you want uh, to have? What do I say want? the impact? What's the impact you want to have?
1: I want to change global consciousness. I want to raise the I want to raise the vibration of the planet. Mm. Um, I want to show everybody what's already inside them that they can live this life as well. That none of us mm. are any different. That
0: do you think you're happier when you're more conscious?
1: oh my god I'm so much happier like I was so unhappy like I was so destructive and so unhappy and going out and just getting wasted and like waking up in the morning feeling anxious and bad and Mm. and in those states doing things that saying things to people and that were actually from a state of a mirror perspective of Mm. um You know, I'd say something negative about someone. It's actually what I hated about myself. Now Mm. that I'm in that reflection of consciousness. Um, And now I just, every day, like, with those routines. So my routines have changed a lot now since I'm in flow. Since I surrendered and I got rid of a lot of the clients that aren't in alignment. I got rid of a lot of the things that I was doing that aren't in alignment. um, A lot more came in. Like, I got opportunities to co-create with all these people. And now, like. I'm, you know, I have opportunities to make 10 times more money and, and work like 5% of mm. what I was um, and, and, and I'm sitting more in my alignments mm. and that were already there but, I, but when I stopped mm. it was only when I stopped that I realized you know, that they were there
0: So impact, impact definitely raising the consciousness of the people you work with so they have, can have a more beautiful life Raising the consciousness of... Um, of the people, everyone you that comes across what you're doing. Yeah, like... Where do you think we're going with this? Because you're pretty confident. Um,
1: it's not me. It's yeah. not me, right? It's, it's like... My purpose isn't to raise the... Con- like, you know, to have these conversations and raise your consciousness. Yeah. Like, that's not my purpose. You know, I think that's part of
0: a collective purpose. Well, let's say to take... Uh, high finger of it for me is to kind of participate in an elevation of consciousness that's happening. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. I believe that we all need to help it. I believe that what's in the making yeah. and that I'm going to be part of is a platform yeah, that allows us all to co-create and have a little piece of the pie and massively shift global consciousness and show everybody what's already inside them. You know, for a long time my ego was saying when someone would ask me that question my ego would say I want to change the world you know and there's so many people that are like I want to change the world and my get shit done Mm. attitude was like I want to change the world like I'm just going 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 like all my clients have started a marketing company that works with like coaches and consultants and they're all like having butterfly effects of massive impact but it still isn't big enough it's Mm. still not big enough and we you know in Bali there's people having the conversation there's people frustrated with the conversation but you know in Bali we see these changes but like how exponential is that going you know there's Mm. like other low vibrational countries that are low consciousness because of like their pain bodies right because Mm. so much negative things have happened in those spaces and because of that it's like affecting the energy of everyone Mm. um anyway that's for another conversation yeah but yeah i believe that at the moment like it's it all starts with us like if you're doing this because you've had such a major shift and like your happiness is so much more elevated like, I was never depressed Yeah um, And I like I'm so lucky that I was never depressed but my traumas came from seeing people I love being major pain mm. like You know, there's a lot of drug addiction in my family There's a lot of a lot of a lot a lot of pain and I chose a different path because I, I couldn't deal with that pain and now I'm so grateful that those pains in my family have then like shifted and elevated them.
0: That's cool. But
1: I believe that it all starts with us. Like if if we are willing and committed to make the change and like for me that started with my daily routines, we're willing and committed to making the change. Like if we can go out there and impact like one little person one at a time, like we can all do that right now. Mm. Um
0: but start impacting yourself. Yeah,
1: like it always starts <laughs> with you, right? Like I believe that like I'm, you know, be be the be the one that
0: be the change you seek to see, yeah, in, the be the, be the like see in the world. Yeah, be the be the change that you want to see
1: in the world, right? Yeah, it's like a Gandhi thing. Um you know and that I'm committing myself now in my surrender. i
0: mm-hmm.
1: I'm committing myself to a higher order. Um And in doing that, like I've surrendered a lot in my business. I've surrendered a lot in my life. I've surrendered people. There's people that, you know, I've had to say goodbye to, friends and all that kind of stuff. And because of that and because of my surrender, it's allowing me to step further and further and further and further and further back. Um, And as I do that and I sit in my soul, bigger bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger opportunities come in. And I believe that I'm going to be part of a global movement in shifting consciousness and showing everybody what's already inside of them and i believe the ones that are being called to that order right now are the ones that sit in their hearts and sit in their souls because they're the only ones that people can actually connect with and resonate with just like you
0: thank you that's so beautiful i always <laughs> finish this in with a hug mm. hugs are the best too mm, i love hugs <laughs> that's so beautiful <laughs> and thanks were you were you done with this how can how can people follow you
1: how can people follow me yeah uh follow me on on instagram at lucy underscore preble um yeah that's probably the best that's probably the best uh or my website gsd enterprises.com but there's new things new things coming new things coming just kind of following the flow and going with whatever it is and i'm calling in you know the highest order that um that i can because i believe that our minds We can't even fathom what we can actually do Mm. because our subconscious, 95% of our our thoughts are all retrained from things that we've done before. Mm. Um, And actually, I'd like to share one analogy Mm. um, that always kind of helps people that if we go back to the very start of this interview and I talked about the comfort zone, that we start here in this comfort zone and our core, like a core, core, core thing as human beings that we're sitting here for, I think, is to... Extend that comfort zone. So there's this there's a story about a uh, They were trying to break through the sound barrier and they had Mm -hmm. all of these astronauts like go up up into the atmosphere and shoot along like shoot along trying to break the sound barrier and they were going so incredibly fast that the, that the machine would start, like the rocket or whatever, the plane would start kind of breaking apart and they'd start shaking and even their bodies, like molecules of their bodies would like start coming apart and mm-hmm. they immediately would pull back and go, nah, I'm not going to do this. It's going to kill me, I'm going to die, i got a family, I'm not going to do this. And this happened over and over and over and over and again. And then one guy came up and he's like, you know what, I'm going to do it. I'm going to take one for the team, I'm going to take one for the earth and I'm just going to do it. And he gets up there in his rocket, he shoots along and he starts going faster and faster and faster and the rocket starts like kind of starting to break up and shaking like uncontrollably and his kind of body starts coming apart and he has a split second moment and he says to himself, shit, I'm going to die, I need to pull back. Right, The subconscious brain Because he's never mm-hmm. done it before And and nobody else has done it And then he said to himself You know what, fuck this I'm just going to go for it And he just punches it And straight away It goes from this crazy uncontrollable mess To mm-hmm. And that's what happens When you break through the comfort zone When everything seems really messy in your life Because you're doing something completely different We can either choose to back down And live the same life that we've always been living Or we can shoot We can choose to push through that comfort zone as something that we've never done before and you know everything every like everything we've ever dreamt of is out is outside like outside of what we've done before our dreams are always outside of our comfort zone and you know we only live once and we're not actually here for that that long of a time like how's it already Mm. christmas you know so i urge you to you know even if it's one little thing do, do one thing out of your comfort zone every single day even if it's just going up to someone and saying hello because what that does, it starts to retrain your subconscious to make mm. tangible change. And tangible change, like it's what Einstein says, right? Like the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting the same result. Now, to have change, you have to take action and you have to, you have to do something you've never done before. It's as simple as that. And the beauty of technology is we have access to things like this, we have books, we have all these things that can show us that people have already done this before and the results that they've got because of it. Like just be brave and I swear, like you're gonna be you are gonna be rewarded.
0: Listen to her, that's really beautiful advice. Mm. Thank you, Lucy. That's alright. And yeah, definitely go for it, listen to her. And here we're in the beautiful villa, but most of it isn't even really about that, it's about connecting with beautiful people. Yeah feeling like we're contributing to, you know, making life better for ourselves but also for other people yep. uh, so it's definitely worth it yeah. mm, 100% it's
1: definitely worth it Bali is one-fourth cheaper than what like, I was paying mm. in New Zealand like for what I pay at this place I was paying more than this a week like what I pay here a month I was paying more than that a week in New Zealand so <laughs> yeah. you know it's like it's all just a reframe, it's a reframe and everyone tells you you can't do it and it's because they're living in that bubble. Like, fuck that bubble, create your own bubble.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so much passion I of it. Uh, let's Ooh, That's the end of the episode. Thank you, honey. With another big hug. Thank you, Missy. Thank this you. Thanks chasing. guys. Thanks guys.
1: Perfect.